Classic. 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 everyone and welcome back to the wolf pack this is robin your host and today we have a very special guest for you guys here today all the way from reno nevada the whole co-host of ripe tomatoes here he is james mcleod what's up yo 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 it's me it's ripe potatoes not tomatoes foo (laughs) (laughs) dude i always get that well mixed up man because i was talking to one of my friends about you guys it's like uh-huh. Are you sure is that? And I was like, yeah. And then he's like, oh, no, man, I think it's something else because I'm not finding it. I was like, oh, oh, shit. So I had to look it back up. And then there you guys were. Oh, shit, it is ripe tomatoes. I was like, potatoes. 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 Tomatoes. But yeah. No, don't worry. I had that same problem the first nine months we were doing it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I kept getting it wrong, too. Damn, man. So, James, I just want to ask you a couple of questions. Like, the first one I wanted to ask you, like, who, uh, can you tell my listeners who you are and what you do and everything? Um, I'm James McLeod. I am from Reno, Nevada, like you said before. And also, like you said before, I'm the co-host of The Right Potatoes. And our podcast pretty much is we shine light on the movies that Rotten Tomatoes has, We what we say, unjustly reviewed, like given a terrible review. Mm-hmm. And we... We go back and we look at everything. We look at the critics' reviews and the audience's reviews, the both positive and negative, and shine light on what they've gotten right and what they've gotten wrong, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And, man, like, the one that I always watch or hear is the one, because I'm a Power Rangers guy, and so yeah. I always listen to that one. Like, I leave... To honest, honestly, I always listen to that one like at least three times. And oh that, wow, thanks. <laughs> yeah, because I like how Stephen how he um how he talks about it, how he talks about Lord Zed, and he makes that one uh the pyramid dude. Uh, I've got his his voice. It sounds uh-huh. just like him. Oh, um, Goldar. Yeah, Goldar. Yeah. I fucking love that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I used to watch that when I was a kid, man. And I used to be a Tommy, a Tommy guy. And I, well, I think we all were, man. Yeah. Tommy and uh, Zach, because he used to dance. Yeah. He used to break dance all the time. Oh, yeah. You were a dancer. Yeah. I was a break dancer back in the yeah, day. Yeah. I was more of like, I was, I was like an old school Rocky guy, Red Ranger, because he was the leader up until Tommy came around and everyone changed colors and wanted yeah. to be Green Ranger all of a sudden. Yeah. Did you like, which uh, Tommy did you like? Did you like the White Ranger? Uh, green ranger red ranger uh i think uh, ranger. i go green because he was like the bad guy oh yeah like the bad power ranger and everyone was like damn that's badass and he had a dragon so which that was fucking cool and that uh, native flute <laughs> oh yeah his little <laughs> i flute yeah damn oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> you have sound bites yeah dude <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> that's tight yeah dude i have like uh like before this one i had russell on and 
he made me go through all my sound bites on my podcast. Like, hey, man, I want to know uh-huh. what all you have. So I had to change all of them. So, but I kept the ones that I mainly use. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, you're going to hear those. Uh, well, that's cool. Episodes. I like how you have them on deck and not, you don't have to add them in like when you're doing the edit. Yeah. Which <laughs> should be like tough to do. Cause uh, when we do ours, uh, Steven handles the edit. So he, I let, he has free reign to do whatever he wants. But like when we first started out, we had all these like, we, used to have sound bites from the trailer and from the movies and such, but it was taking so much time, so much of his time that we stopped doing that. We were, now we're just, we kind of just flow through it. We got a, we got our, our rhythm down now where yeah. we can just get it done right. Like real fast. Yeah. Cause, uh, damn, you guys are like in the almost a hundred uh, episode. Huh? We're coming up on a hundred episode. Yeah. Like, uh, I think we, we just recorded today is Monday the 17th. We, we record on Sundays. Yeah. And I think we did 98. You guys Yeah, like, we just did 98. Do you guys like knock out two episodes a week or Yeah, we um before like it, this whole like Thanksgiving, Christmas and New Year's kind of messed us all up. Yeah. And the whole uh, uh COVID kind of messes us up too cuz if one of us is not feeling 100%, then we'll tell each other like, "Hey man, I'm not I'm not feeling good." Yeah. Like, all right, man, that's cool, but now thanks to Zoom, we could easily we could do it like like that. Mm. but i like i like going i drive like 40 minutes to his house i love doing that because we're both in the same room we, it's easier for us to play off of each other yeah because like, all that but because uh when i hear you guys you know it sounds like you guys are sometimes tired because you guys do like two episodes like you know so like, yeah sometimes we knock out like three damn, and then three. we're just like we're <laughs> running out of steam and trying to be funny yeah. and things like that we're just like oh like we want where we have he has his own little like game room because he streams on twitch as well mm-hmm twitch.com or twitch.tv slash xnoff damn you guys are fucking badass man get the plug and then yeah and so like it'll it'll just be getting hella hot and we'll just be like come on let's get this done we gotta let's get out of this room yeah <laughs> we gotta let's get it over with but other times like when you could tell that we're really into the movie we're doing that's when we're just it's constantly going and we have so much things to talk about that's the movie we're doing yeah man because i didn't know that podcasting takes so much of time because you have to edit and then you have to do your yeah. covers and everything like that. Cause I was talking, talking to Russ about podcasting. I was like, man, like it make it look, you guys make it look easy. And that's because we've been doing it for, I, we've me and Steven, the red potato has been doing it for going on almost two years. Yeah. We're coming uh, in May. I think we'll, we'll be, that'll be our second year doing it yeah and russ has been doing it for just about a year too so it's just like the more you do it the easier it'll be and the faster you'll be able to put stuff out yeah that's what i'm trying to do i'm trying to knock out like at least two episodes uh probably like a week but i know yeah. it's more more tiring when you do it because i i get how uh podcasters other podcasters how they quit because it gets too much for them and their schedule yeah. is gets all fucked up in their time and everything like that because mm-hmm. they have like family and you know, sometimes they get sick and yeah, know, I'm trying to get this going. So that's like, I, when I told Russ, when he, he was a guest on ours, I, he's like, yeah, it's tough. And I, I just told him like, you just got to keep like us. We just got to keep doing it and doing it and going back yeah. and do it on something that you want to do it about. Like, since, cause I love movies mm-hmm. a lot. So, and Steven loves movies. So that's e- easily something both of us could talk about a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's- we just like, he our our origin story is he just messaged me and he's like you want to do a podcast <laughs> and me being me i was like oh i don't know man 
because I was like, it might not be. What if yeah. I sound dumb or no one's going to listen to it and this and that? And I just, you got to get out of your own headspace and then just fucking go for it. And then we did. And our first episode was like Frozen 2. Mm-hmm. And we just talked about it. And then, yeah, we just took off from there. Yeah, because on this podcast, man, like for, like to go back before this podcast, um, I wanted to do a Twitch and I couldn't yeah. get into that because I'm not really that much good in games. So I'm kind of, I'm all right. But I know mm-hmm. back then when I had more time as a kid, I was always into video games and everything. Yeah. Uh, playing Tekken, um, like the Super Nintendos and uh, just getting into that. And then now it's like, uh, I don't know, because I have more competition. And plus that podcasting is competition with other people. But it's yeah. just... Uh, you know, you just had to get through it. You know, like Russ said, you know, you don't have to, you can't worry about the numbers and listeners that what you have. We just had to keep going yeah, because just, people will like your stuff later on. Yeah. People will find you and you'll like, you'll meet other like podcast people like through, through Russ, me and yeah. Steven met like E-Society podcast, Toke Signals, uh, Skoden Cinema, Native Film Talk. We met all those guys and they're like... If they're cool, like they're cool enough to be like, yeah, man, like keep doing it. They'll open you, they'll they'll bring you in the group like they did with us because mm-hmm. they want, like everyone else, they want you to succeed. Yeah. Because me, I'm just a average Joe, you know, over here at the res, you know, I'm just kicking back and, you know, this was just a thought, but this is the idea that just came to life. Because yeah. You're, you, you're here right now, which yeah. is like the 10th step. Other people would be like still sitting there. Well, oh yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll get around to it. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm working on it and shit like that. Yeah, certified we're, we're here badass. Talking right now. <laughs> 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 like I said, but we're here talking right now, so that's you're already out the gate, man. Yeah, because I already have two episodes right now. Well, this is like the I have other episodes that are coming out, and uh-huh. uh, I have other episodes that are already done. So I just have oh, to nice. edit some. And, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to keep myself moving, like you said. And what oh, yeah, you, says, want, man, you got a good backlog? Yeah. So I'm just trying to, like, get all my episodes in, in the vault so I can have more yeah. time of doing art. Because I'm trying, I was telling Russ, like, um, the art that I do is on, you know, digital. And uh-huh. I'm trying to break out and trying to, because that's the other thing that I wanted to do with this podcast is show my art out there with my shows mm-hmm. like yeah. doing the wolf but doing the wolf in a different way at and on every episode okay yeah that's yeah you got to keep ahead of that because the art takes more time than yeah. everything else and you guys don't know but um james over here is a pretty good damn artist man certified see, but... badass <laughs> <laughs> i might you gotta go look at this stuff man it's pretty dope X Chief underscore Beef X. That's my Instagram. That's where I post most of my stuff. I lack a lot of times because, like most artists, I um, you get the flow going. Yeah. Then you're just you're you're banging stuff out left and right. And then all of a sudden you just stop. And it's not like you're depressed or anything like that. You just like, you just stop. I I don't know why I stop most times. And then next thing you know, I'm like, fuck, I haven't done anything in a while. And that's when, after I stop doing things for a while, that's when I start getting depressed because like I gotta. I meant to create. I got to create something. Are you just, and then yeah. the, the train starts going again. Yeah, man. Like, I get the same way because 
I hardly ever do art because, like, mm-hmm. after I got out of school, well, I'm still in school, but I'm just taking a break. But yeah. right now, man, it's just like it's really depressing because you know you have all this potential of doing something like an art. Mm-hmm. You know, you just put it off. You're like, oh, I'll just do it tomorrow. It's just like podcasting. You know, I got to do it it's tomorrow. It's like anything you do. Yeah. It's like if you if you put it off, it'll be three years later, and you'll be like, yeah, well, well, where'd the time go? And I'm like, it's it's always up to you, me, everyone. Mm-hmm. Like with the IA, like how do you, how did you get into IA? I oh you want to hear that story? Okay, yeah. um, let's rewind the clocks back to the the summer of two thousand and eight. Mm-hmm. This is when I graduated high school in two thousand and eight. Sorry, and um, I didn't know what I wanted to do after I graduated high school. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I didn't want to go to state school, even though like the school. The University of Nevada Reno is like a really good school. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't want to stay home and go to school, you know, because I'd still be seeing the same the same faces and this and that. I wanted to get I wanted to leave Nevada because the world is a lot bigger than the reservation you grew up on. Yeah. And so my guidance counselor in high school was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I don't know. She'd always call me in. She's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I don't know. And then I went to this. um like a conference and then one of the somebody from my res went down to IA to do like museum studies and lots so she talked nothing but good things about IA and so when my guidance counselor took, brought me in for like one of the last times she's like well, well you gotta figure out something and I was like I don't know I guess this is art school in uh, Santa Fe and then she looked it up arts she's like you know what it's called I was like nope and then she googled like art school New Mexico Santa Fe and then it was, it was the Institute of American Indian Arts mm. and I was like yeah it's that one and then I applied on a whim, like thinking you're not going to get in. And then, yeah, they're like, yeah, come down. But I couldn't go straight out of high school because I think I missed the deadline for like my my ACTs and some other paperwork I didn't have. Yeah. And so I went spring of 2009. Damn. And it was like. My, well, my family is super supportive. They're like, yeah, go. And then my uncle was just like, yeah, do it. Like, like he told me, is like, the world is a lot bigger than Reno, Nevada. Yeah. Like, you got to go experience all those other things. And like, you'll come back and you'll think you'll, you'll, you think you're coming back to a whole new like city. Like it's going to be like 3,000 years in the future when you come back. But you come back and it's just the same fools. Yeah. Everyone's the same, just a little fatter, you know? <laughs> hey, did you like going over there or what? I did. It was a whole, it was, I was like being, I was like 19. Mm-hmm. And so you're just like, well, I don't know what you're going to do. Mom, like mom's not there anymore. Yeah. And you kind of just, I, it was a cool enough place to where like, when you get there, all the freshmen like have orientation. So that's, that's the friends you're going to have throughout your school career Yeah, <laughs> is like the people <laughs> you meet during freshman orientation. And they were just, everyone there was super nice, super welcoming. All the freshmen there I met were super cool. Sadie Redwing, Warren Boynty, uh, Nicholas Begay was like, um, he was a RA. Kit yeah. Giulianto was a RA. And it was just really nice. And they want you, well, they want you to feel comfortable because they know that you're however far away from home and they want you to feel like it's all right to be here. Yeah. Like we're not, we're not here to shoo you off or anything like that. Damn, man. Like the, like the thing that I remember when I was telling Russ was like, 
um, going on those little obstacle things. Like when you first get never, there. I never did that. Like my um, orientation never did that. Oh, shit. But I did it when I was an RA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like we just drove around Santa Fe and then hung out. Like we never went on, we never went up there, which was, I guess, that's pretty whack. I never did that. Oh, dude. Like I remember, because I was pretty pretty in good shape then and i remember uh-huh. trying to uh pull myself up on one of those uh those bars like a big old ladder you had to get yeah. up to the top and then go on the other side and come back down uh-huh. i was like fuck man like i don't know the, i know i don't know man because i looked at those other guys that were trying to help me up up there they're all skinny guys and like uh like really like fit natives and me being yeah like, being a big dude i'm like oh dude i might squash these guys if i fall down <laughs> but yeah that, oh, when i did it i was like you i was in pretty good shape so i was just like nothing because i did the it was like the one where you had to climb up mm. and then you had to like shimmy yourself across the rope oh yeah and i did that and it was like um it was like a team thing so i was with this other girl mm-hmm. and she was like she was fine up until she had to shimmy because you're like out on like 30 feet, 30 feet above the ground. And yeah. you're just like hanging on by this rope. Uh-huh. And so I like, I made it across and then I reached my hand out and then she like grabbed my arm and I literally like yanked her towards me. Oh, dang. <laughs> just so like, cause, <laughs> just, cause like you, she was like struggling. Like, yeah, I'm, I, I can't do this. And I was like, I was like, just give me your hand. And then I grabbed it and just like pulled her towards me and then we we're done. Hey, so you're a guy like, you you're not a scared of heights, huh? No, I'm, I'm not, petrified but i have i have height problems for oh, sure yeah because i remember so uh when you're on your instagram when you jumped off that cliff oh, oh yeah no it's like it's you gotta get i'm like i don't know like i'm scared but not scared of heights i guess if, mm-hmm. that, if you, that makes sense so you just have that big fuck it and then do it it's pretty much yeah like if if you don't do it then the anticipation is going to be worse than the actual jump yeah and so for me, like, it's one, two, three, go, and you do it. Otherwise, you're just going to be like, man, I'm not going to climb down from this fucking rock. And then, like, yeah, <laughs> like, I got up here just for nothing. Yeah. yeah, I climbed this damn rock for no reason. <laughs> Start so shit around. like that where you're yeah. just like, yeah, you got to look up and then fucking do it. Yeah, dude. Like, I remember going back to the um, obstacles, dude. Like, I remember when everybody was, like, in a circle, but you had, mm-hmm. like, when you had to go inside the circle, and you had to talk about like what you learned, what your experience is, and then you get a little yeah. keychain and come out. I remember that. Yeah, dude. Like, oh, I was scared to just like to public speak in front of everybody, so I just had to push myself to get out there because I wanted the keychain because I thought it was cool. <laughs> yeah, it's always like because like what you're like, however old I was, nineteen. So you're just like you don't want to public speak. Yeah. But going away to school and doing that, it's easier to get yourself out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Like when I, after that, um, after I got out of high, not high school, but that school, um, I went to the Art Institute of Phoenix. And that mm-hmm. was, that was like one of the biggest things that we had to do was learn how to public speak. Yeah. And, um, uh, I was like, <laughs> this one time, uh, I was so hard to do that because, you know, for me, I'm just like really quiet sometimes. But if I really, if I know you, you know, yeah, I'm very outspoken. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, I had to cheat my mind into going up and to just like be excited. 
type of thing. Yeah. Like, you have to hype yourself up. Because even at IA, you had to do critiques. Yeah. Which was always hard for people to be like, you had to public, you had to speak in front of like 10 people. (laughs) Yeah. But even that's hard for people. Mm -hmm. So for, yeah, you just got to like psych your, if you want to psych yourself up, do that. But otherwise, you just got to, like you, like I said, just get out of your comfort zone and then. Yeah, because uh, my teacher, my professor, actually, um, mm-hmm. once told me a, a technique to do that. Like, if you're about to go up, I like you're um, pushing, like, put your hands underneath your chair and just push up because it gets all the adrenaline out. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing and just keep on. I kept on doing that. But later on, during my uh, the Art Institute of Phoenix uh, being there, it worked. It worked a lot. And uh, mm-hmm. I remember when, when I first last, I think it was like last semester when I was there, because it closed down, and that was a fucking bummer because I was really getting into it and getting critiques from like my professors, and they were telling me like I had a lot of potential of going places yeah. and everything, and that really sucked. But I remember that last semester, um, this one girl. Uh, she was trying to uh, she was trying to speak in front of all of us about her artwork, and mm-hmm. she told me, "Oh no, the professor there was just like, are you done? Are you done? Are you gonna keep going?'" And he she was like shaking and everything, and I was like, "Oh fuck, like this guy's tough." But he was really cool with me. I don't know why. And but, some other people you gotta like. Some people can do it, and some people can't. So you mm-hmm. just gotta like help the people who can't. Yeah. So you'd be like, it's all right. Take your breath. Like, take your time. It's okay. Yeah, Just get the words you want to speak out. It's yeah. fine. Like, we're all here. Yeah, but that professor was pretty hard. So he's was just he? like, no, what? sit down. Here, grab a, oh. a McDonald's application. Oh, <laughs> dang. Like, well, sometimes that's the extra push people need. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know this guy to be a dickhead to me, so I got to do that. Yeah, dude. Like, when I got up there, he was just like, oh, yeah, take your time. Take your time. I was like, all right, cool. So I just yeah. like, did what I had to do is oh that was nice man I got an A plus so, that's tight I was like fuck man they look like Pawnee but <laughs> <laughs> dude like uh, I know did you go any, anywhere else than other than IA or no I tried like to apply for like master's programs and everything yeah but they it's like it's hard like. It's super hard just to um, get any, like, whoever gets into, like, a master's program, kudos to you. I couldn't get in. And I just gave up because I was, like, for me, I realized I didn't want to be in the gallery scene. Yeah. Like, I went, I applied to the Rhode Island School of Art and Design. And they're, like, your stuff's good, but sorry. We're full up or whatever. Good luck. And then I was talking to... um, a recruiter for the Savannah College of Art and Design, and I was like, "Well, I want to do this," and he's like, "Well, you're gonna have to start all over oh, if shit. you want to do into that program." And I was like, "Man, I already double, already wait. I didn't waste three years, like four years of my life. So I already did four years of schooling. I don't want to go back down to zero credits and yeah. work my way up again and be another four years." And then I also applied to Wisconsin, the University of Wisconsin Madison. Because yeah. they had a really good printmaking program, and then I went. I actually went. I went out. I flew out there and visited Dakota Mace. She 
actually graduated from there, got her master's degree. Mm-hmm. And she showed me around. She showed me all the facilities, introduced me to a bunch of people. And then while I was there, I was just, I was sitting there listening to them talk Yeah, about art and stuff, art, all their art and all the artists and all the galleries and stuff. And then I just clicked. I was like, I don't, I don't like this. Mm. I don't like, I don't want, I don't, I just don't like the way they're taught. They weren't talking down or anything to me. They're just, it wasn't my, I didn't like it. Mm. What can we do? Like, what, what, what didn't you like about it? Just the art scene, you know? Yeah. Like the gallery scene. Cause they're just, I don't, I don't like the whole, like, well, well, your, your stuff's good, but what is the meaning behind it? There's oh, gotta be a meaning okay. behind all that. Yeah. Like you just draw comic book figures. What is, there's gotta be a meaning behind that. You draw good, but what's, what's behind everything you put down? What's and behind just the like, mask? Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't want, I don't like, sometimes you don't like explaining yourself cause it's right there on the paper. Like, yeah. It's not like I drew like Spider-Man swinging through the hills and there's like, oh, well, I've, I lost my dad when I was a kid and that's the Spider-Man represents me and his webbing is the webbing of life Yeah, <laughs> and shit like that, you know? <laughs> and so I'm just like, I didn't like it. And it was like, yeah, I, I ain't about this. I'm going to, I'm glad I didn't get accepted. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, that's how the art, um, I went to GC. Well, that's how, uh, the art institute of phoenix was too you had to really uh-huh. um talk to the other artists like all right this means to me because like say, yeah like you know like it brings me back to my childhood and you have to go on to a big old story or you can keep it in brief and just keep it like that but i just i just with those like critiques i always like um made up a story instead of just trying to explain it because i just want to draw that's it yeah that's how i was like i don't sometimes you're drawing you just don't have meaning mm-hmm. you know you just want to sometimes i just want to draw a fucking bear <laughs> <laughs> a blue duck like on billy madison it's a blue duck oh yeah a blue duck because i never seen a blue duck before <laughs> yeah some yeah stuff like that like i didn't i never liked the whole well everything's got to have a meaning behind it i was like well I don't, I don't most of my stuff don't have meaning it's just i wanted to draw something so i drew it mm, yeah and that's what the like. I knew that some of the teachers hated that because I was like, I was terrible. I wasn't terrible at critiques, but I was just like, I don't know. I just wanted to draw it. Yeah, well, you're a why? Yeah. And I was like, because it looked cool. <laughs> like you're always an honest dude over there at IA, man. That's what I yeah. liked about you. You're just like really critical, but it was tough love. You know, it was really like I was telling Russ. Like, there's a lot of people there that was really tough love, man. And I know you were one of them. Like you liked everybody's art, but you you spoke your mind, and that's what I liked. Yeah, like it's you won't excel in anything if no if you're like everyone's like, well, that's good, and you're like, then you got the in your mind like, yeah, I'm great. Yeah, I was the ultimate warrior. That's tight. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's so it's better to be tough but fair. Yeah, and that's all. That's all people were to me. Like I I wouldn't like. I was like, what do you? Be honest. What do you think? And then be like, "Well, this, this, and that." And I'm like, "Thank you." I could take criticism. And they're just some people were just scared to be like, "I don't like it." Like, Why not? This is because it doesn't look good mm. to me and stuff like that. And I was like, "Well, what could I do to fix it?" And I was like, "Well, you could." And that's when the helping comes in. Is like, well, if this is what I would do, or this is what so and so would do. 
Try yeah. how about try doing this and see if it works out. Yeah, that's what I'm always good at is taking criticism because uh-huh. I want to get better. I want to get better at this. I want to get better at art. And this yeah. is a new type of art form because you're gonna have to talk to people and get out of your comfort zone and just like interact with people that you don't know. And it's just like an art form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then like all of like us, like we'll you should do you should try this you should do that because like we want we want you to succeed yeah. in what you're doing with this it's a lot of, it's a long road too because you guys man like, has been here in the podcast game for a minute and you guys i know you guys been taking criticism too on you guys' podcast like what kind of t- criticism uh what kind of criticism have you guys gotten in a couple of uh months uh nothing nothing really everyone's just like yeah i like it and I'm like, oh yeah, that's cool. And then <laughs> most people are just like, just make it longer. And I was like, well, we run out of things to talk about. Is that and how it was when you guys first? Main criticism is like making it longer. <laughs> was that how you guys were when you guys first started? Like when you guys got your criticism to make you guys better, or what? Uh, we were we didn't get criticism from anybody but ourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, because like you know how being an artist, like you're you're your worst critic. Yeah. And for me, I was just like, man, I sound like I'm an idiot. I sound dumb. Mm-hmm. Like, so f- for me, it was just like, speak, uh, speak, like pronounce your words better. Don't mumble. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to speak. Like always don't, don't what I tell people when they come on the podcast, if they've never been on before is like, talk like you're talking to us. Yeah. Like, forget that there's a microphone here. Who cares? Like you're talking to us. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever you say, if you don't like what you say, we could edit it out, do whatever. But, like, that was the hardest thing. That was the biggest criticism was, um, forget, like, forget you're being recorded. Talk yeah. like you're not being recorded. Like, that was the hardest uh, thing to get over. Yeah, that's the, that's one of the things that's hard to get over because you have to listen to your voice and when you edit, too. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I don't know. Like, I, like the first episode. Um, I just kept editing myself because I kept on saying, um, uh, yeah, all the ums and us yeah. <laughs> and the, the dead air and stuff. That's the yeah. hardest part is you always got to keep speaking. So there's no dead air and there's not a lot of edit. That's why I like, I commemorate Steven since he handles the edit. Like I, I hate myself because I, I'll like, I'll mess up a line or do something. I'll, I can't, I'll read too fast. or I won't read it good enough. I'm like, damn it. And I was like, this is more time he has to waste in the edit. So I would try to get it right every, like the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, man. Like it's hard, but you know, I'll get better and mm-hmm. get better when I go. And I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm okay, but I'm just yeah. not fully there yet. You know? And there's always, you could always ask questions for like Russ, me, mm-hmm. anybody like, don't be, that's the hardest thing too. is like, ask questions. Don't be scared to ask questions for people. Yeah. Do you, do you guys like a uh, critique other other Podcasters, or yeah, no, no, that's only if they want the uh critique from you guys. If they ask, then I'll be like, All right, let me listen to a few and I'll give you some feedback. But I've never like have asked gotten asked for a critique, not even from Russ or what? No, I think we've talked about it. Where like I wasn't, I probably was critiquing, but I just say, like, I was like, You you pause a lot, that's what I said. He's like, I know, I'm trying to get. (laughs) This was like way back when he first started. Like, I was yeah, like, I was like there's a lot of dead air. Episode. Yeah. And he was just like, I know. I was like, I'm getting, I'm getting better at that because I don't want that to happen. And I was like, cool. That's, I think that's the biggest thing I said to him. 
It's like there's a lot of dead air that you could easily chop out. He's like, I know. Yeah, like the like I said, going back to the first episode, man, like I, that was like the main thing was this dead air and the ums and uhs and just trying was, to get better. That's that's everyone, dog. It wasn't just you, it was us too. Oh man. Man, what kind of shirt are you wearing? Midland. It's this oh, uh yeah. the co- country, country band? Yeah, dog. Yeah. <laughs> yep, drinking problem. <laughs> oh damn. Not to cigarettes morning. Yeah. Did you go to that concert or what? I went. uh, They came here once to the Silver Legacy, and my aunt got free tickets, so we went and seen him. Oh, shit. Yeah, that was cool. What were you saying? How were they? Oh, they were great. Yeah? Yeah. Man. Yeah, I like Midland. I like, uh, do you like uh, listening to country or? Oh, yeah. I'm like, I. Midland's probably the, like the newest country I've listened to. Yeah, I'm more of like old. I'm I'm Hank Williams, George Strait, fucking Waylon. Not yeah, Waylon Jennings, fucking yeah, Patsy Cline. I'm I'm old school country guy. Certified badass. Man, that's what, <laughs> that's the kind of music I like listening to. I like listening to all the oldies, mm-hmm. man. Like Garth Brooks is like the main one, and George Strait. Who doesn't like George Strait? I think every native likes yeah. George Strait, man. George, fucking put that neon moon <sighs> over, Ooh, dog, shit. over. That's someone's getting dropper. pregnant. Yep, that's a panty dropper. <laughs> that's a smash and dash song, man. Oh, hell yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's nice banana countries. <laughs> <laughs> I got, yeah, I got that one. And uh, what is it? Well, I was gonna use this one too, but uh, crazy. Yeah, but hell yeah! I kind of messed up when we when I first uh, did your intro. I was gonna use this one. In a world fraught with confusion, one man will break his silence. Yeah, it's a bad. If you if you could, you should. That should be your intro. This one, your your intro. Mm -hmm. Though in a world where one man will break his silence, like that. That should be yours, like the big before your podcast starts. That's what it should say, and then you like welcome to what is it? Wolfpack, Wolfpack podcast, a classic Wolf, Rob. Yeah, classic Wolf. My bad, Wolfpack podcast, uh, classic it, Wolf podcast. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> we we both got our names wrong, so my bad. Uh, well, it's my first time being on here. Classic Wolf. I remember that. Classic Wolf. Classic Wolf. I gotta follow you right now. Are you on uh, Spotify? I listen to all my stuff on Spotify. Yeah, Spotify. Spotify, Instagram. Oh, there it is. Damn right. Right here. Look at that. See? Yeah. Hit the, hit, hit, hit the follow. Yeah. Following right there, dog. Right God. there. We got oh. you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a question. What made you want to start this? Oh, yeah. All right. <clears throat> What's your origin story? All right, uh, how I started this, like I said, I wanted, this was just a thought. And going back, like I told my friends, I didn't tell like the guys that I, like, I really talked to, like uh, Levi, you know, Dukon, you know, the goons. Yeah. I just told people that were here in my little group. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, like, what do you want? Why, why do you want to start a podcast? And I was like, oh, man, like I, I have so much potential, like, the, like my professors were saying. 
And I thinking I'm thinking that this podcast I can use as an outlet for me to share my artwork and well as well as share my voice and share what I'm thinking. Because mm-hmm. I think about random things, you know, I'm a security guard. You know, people don't know that, but I drive around ten hours a day and yeah. all I do is just think. Think about new ideas, thinking about how I can do this better, thinking about this and that. Sometimes thinking about the paranormal and what could happen out here in the desert. <laughs> but I, I had to really look into myself, like, what do I want to do in this life? What does, what would make me happy? Because I always wanted to be a comic book artist and that boat, didn't, that boat sank, but I still could do it. But it just like, I don't know. I was just, um, really, I, like I was really, a. Like what you're talking about, um, I didn't really like the. I was really critiquing myself and not putting myself out there because I always get in my head, and not yeah. and just put myself down like, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not. I'm not as. I'm not. No, um, like uh, no Alex Ross or Stan Lee or anybody like that. I'm just a regular Joe that's from the reservation that likes comic books. Hey man, fuck Stan Lee didn't. Didn't get his didn't get his big break until he was like forty. Yeah, like he didn't write Spider Man until he was like in his thirties, forties. Mm-hmm. Like that's a like I chalked that up to like I same thing. I'm like I wanted to do comic book art mm-hmm. and this and that and like the, the that door isn't closed for anybody. Yeah, like you just got to keep keep doing it, keep keep on trucking, keep doing that. Because like I I think about that all the time, but then I'm like. I've, I remember that, like, yeah, Stan Lee didn't get his big break until he was, like, in his 40s. Yeah, man, like, uh, like when I would do portraits and I would do, like, comic book designs for my professor, and he was telling me, hey, man, you're really good, you know, you should try out for pro, but I never did. And I remembered going to this Comic-Con, and I think I shared with you this story. I'm not too sure. But mm-hmm. I took my, <laughs> I took my, um, portfolio and gave it to this one artist i'm not going to say his name but i'll tell you after the show but all right gave, let's start and i gave it to this artist and he's just like you know what i think you'd be better doing the graffiti i'm like uh i don't want to do graffiti it was just a picture in there that i've done when i was a kid he's like you mm-hmm. should stick to you should stick to graffiti or doing little kid books i'm like oh see like that's like that's not the that's not cool. Yeah. <laughs> like if you're like, I, I, I started doing conventions, mm-hmm. but, but like COVID-19 happened. So like conventions stopped and that's like my big step out was like, I'm going to start doing conventions because people like my work enough to where they're like, yeah, I'll buy it. Yeah. And so I set up, I set up at this anime convention a couple years back. Mm-hmm. And then this, this like 17 year old girl came up. She's like, you could tell she was like nervous, so she was talking to every every artist on Artist Alley, and she was like, "Do you have um? Do you think you could critique my work?" And I was like, "Yeah, like by all means." I was like, "Show it to me. I want to see it." Yeah. And then she showed it to me, and I was just like, "I, I was like, your hands." I was like, "You got to work on your hands." And she's like, "Yeah, it's kind of tough." And I was like, well, "I was like, what you do is like get a mirror, and I was like, draw your hands, draw hands every single kind of way you can think of, because that's how you're gonna get better at drawing hands." Mm-hmm. And like, you gotta, you can't like gatekeep trying to be a comic artist. Cause that's, that's pretty shitty. 
to be like, well, you, you should stick to graffiti. And they're like, no, like that'd be a cool cover. Yeah. And like, then- and shit like that that's not i wouldn't i don't know that makes me mad <laughs> yeah and the biggest thing too man i have my daughter with me and my daughter's like looking at me and i'm like like i just wanted to punch that dude in the face i'm like yeah oh man like i, I don't know like right there my heart just went spun to like little pieces and then just had to pick them up and get out of yeah there. no that's if you're i don't know that's not i don't know i that I'm getting mad <laughs> thinking about that. I'd be so pissed too. But my my first convention I ever did was um, what is it called? Pop Culture Con. It was here. In, it was here in Reno, and I like I applied on a whim because I was like, well, we'll see. And they're like, yeah. I was like, you you got a table, cool. Yeah. And then I met this guy. His name's Raphael Badhand. He's from. He's out of uh, Denver, Colorado. He drove from Colorado to to be at the Pop Culture Con, and his stuff is like really good and he was like he came up he know he seen i was native and he came up to me and he was just talking my ear off about everything and he was like yeah man i was like i remember my first convention all i had was like my portfolio out and people could look through it and if i wanted to buy something they pointed out and i was that was literally the same thing i was doing and really? <laughs> like it was just a blank table and then like my portfolio and people had to come up and like look they couldn't be like how other people have like cubes and they have their work like set up where yeah. they're, oh that's cool i'll come and buy that but they're like he helped me make my booth better oh damn and he didn't have to do that he could have just been like damn this sucks for this guy yeah like he came up to me he talked and we were just shooting the shit and like, he showed me his work and i was like it sounded like a i looking back it sounded hell of like me talking down to him like his work but i was like your look your stuff looks really 90s yeah and it did because it looked it looked todd mcfarland which it wasn't like a, it wasn't a, a dig. I was just like, I noticed how his, his style was real nineties. Speaking of And he's talk, like, yeah, I was like, I grew up reading all that stuff. And I was like, that's, that's the awesome talk. Yeah. But speaking on Todd McFarlane, I remember, uh, everybody was walking past him in the hallway at my school. Really? Yeah. He was there. Yeah. He was there. I think, oh, I, that's yeah, tight. I think I, um, I think I told somebody, but, when he was there, uh, I didn't know who he was because he had a hat on and everything. And I was mm. like, fuck, man. Like, I go back and I was like, fuck, I should have just, like, took my spawn books and just asked him to sign it. But he was just He there. would, too. He's he's a super nice guy. Yeah, he's just, like, he was just there scouting out people, looking at people's work and stuff like that. But I didn't know mm. it. And my teacher, my professor was like, hey, you know who that was that walked in? I'm like, no. And he's like, you're an idiot. I'm like... Oh, he's like, because that was this Tom McFarlane that walked in. And I was like, Spawn? He's like, yeah. And then I tried to go out there, but there's like all these artists just like um, gained up on him and oh, dang. with them. So I was like, fuck. And I was like, I was kicking myself. I got, I got something for you. Keep talking. Keep talking. I'm grabbing something. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just... they were just like uh, surrounding him like a bunch of wolves, and he was just like trying to talk to everybody one by one. But, oh yeah, yeah. And so I was just like on the outside of this crowd, and there's like, hey, Mister Farland, can you uh, critique my work and stuff like that? Then I was like, fuck, man, I just had him like in the room with just me and two perfect. Oh shit! I'm showing. You can't see this, but. I, I'm showing Rob that I have uh, a signature series graded nine eight spawn number one, 
newsstand edition signed by Todd McFarlane. Damn. Lucky bastard. Yep. I bought this at I didn't buy the graded book. I bought the the loose book at my local comic shop for like thirty bucks. Oh damn. I know and then you- I sent it off to be signed by Todd McFarlane and then I didn't I didn't expect it to come back in nine eight and it did. And nine eight to everyone who doesn't know is like pretty much pristine, the highest you can go for com- comics being graded. And I know you and uh Steven Steven talks about his comics all the time. Yeah, he has and um, he has so many books like get it's that. insane how how much books he has we got to do a part two with him on here man oh yeah like he'd be down we just got to set up a time it'll be have to be on a sunday because that's when me and him get together and then you could be a guest on ours and the way we the way we handle guests is like i'll ask like you want to be a guest you say yes and then we're like all right you pick the movie that we talk about mm. I think I, I would like to choose Pee Wee Herman. I think that's my Ooh, number one choice. Big Adventure? Yeah. Done, dog, done. I'll talk to him about it. <laughs> what's, what's going on out there? It's fucking all these cops out there. I think somebody's robbing somebody. Oh, damn. But yeah, I got all these. got all my gradeds over here. Grab them. <laughs> but yeah, that's... But Todd McFarland's like around your area, isn't he? He's from Arizona. Yeah, he's from. I think it's where Image is down there, isn't it? Yeah, he has this whole. Um, back in McFarland the day, toys are. Yeah, back in the. I don't know. If they still it's still open, but I know uh, there's this place called Arizona Collectives, um, Collectors mm-hmm. Market, and there's like a bunch of fucking toys, and then that's why I go and buy mine at. Yeah, it's just like a whole bunch of spawns because he's there, and uh, I remember he had his own museum, McFarland Museum. And that's when they had like a whole bunch of his like collecting toys and like the spawn. I remember when spawn first came out and he was there, he was promoting his, to- his figures to the pub- oh, nice. public. Yeah. And I was just a kid. I don't know what these were like the, uh, I remember like, like the, uh, spawn motorcycle. Um, it was sitting in front of the, uh, the movie theater. Oh, cool. Oh, the movie. Yeah. That's tight. Yeah, he's from he's he's from down there. Damn. Him and I think I don't know if Greg Capullo was from there too, but I always see him they're always together. Mm. But yeah, just like going back to like Spawn, dude, Spawn's like one of the best I have like a somewhere it's around here. But it's a um, anniversary of Spawn. Him and uh, I have like a big old poster of him oh, by, nice. fighting uh Violator. Ooh, I yeah, I got I got a bunch of books. I got a bunch. I got, yeah. I went through a whole, like. Oh, shit. He's I'm showing Rob. Here. This is all an Incredible Hulk number 340, the cover art by Todd McFarlane. Came back in 98 as well. I bought it for, like, I forget how much I bought this one for, but every book I sent off, I was like, it's not coming back in 98, and they'd come back in 98. I was like, Jesus Christ. I also got the uh, Batman number 423. Batman drawn by Todd McFarlane. Man. Signed as well. 9-8 as well. What the fuck? I also, like, I talk myself into getting Frank Miller autographs. Mm-hmm. Because he, he's old as hell. Yeah. Man. And so I got the Dark Knight Returns, number one, 8.5, which is, it was, it's whatever. It's a little, like, beat up on the back, but it's from the 80s. So I didn't give a shoot. 
And then uh, Batman Year One, Part One, Dang, signed so by him as well. How much are those going for right now? Like the, I have no idea. I just like I don't know. Them and send them out. Yeah, I I do it for the collecting aspect. I don't do it. Steven's mainly for like the the buying and selling. Yeah, like he'll buy a book for cheap and be like, man, I, like you know how much this is going for, and then he'll sell it. And I'll be like, that's tight, dog. I just buy things to for, so for my collection. Yeah, with comic books, I have like a whole comic book collection, but they're just like stacked, but they're not like graded or anything. But yeah, uh, you should put them in a the box. I got Amazing Spider-Man number forty-one, the first appearance of the Rhino, damn. signed by uh, Stan the Man Lee. Did you meet him? I did. Oh shit! My uh, my Stanley story is not as great as everyone else's Stanley story mm-hmm. because when I seen him, I felt bad, yeah. like. Because when I seen him, he was like ninety four years old, mm. and he was. It felt it, it felt like seeing King Kong, yeah, like on the stage, and he was in his chains. That's how I felt like because they just like they brought him out, and everyone's like, yeah. And then he he was just signing, and then he looked. He I put my book in front of him, and he was just like to his handler. He's like, "What do I sign?" And his handler's like, "Right there," and he just like signed it, and it was like a conveyor belt. Oh shit, man! And I felt I was like, man, I was like, oh, I was a little, I was a little disappointed in my, my Stan Lee deal, but it's like, it's cool. I got to see him before he yeah. passed away. But yeah, I just felt bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt when I met uh, Lou Ferengo, uh when I yeah. let him sign my poster. Yeah, because I was like, because this was when the COVID and everything that, and he was like wearing a big old mask, like a big yeah. mask. And uh, it happened. To, he walked by me, and he's fucking huge still for an old man. He's like in the seventies. Yeah, and he, he's like he just looks sick too, like he had COVID or something, because he was just like looking at everybody like a zombie. And damn, like, all right, next person. Then when I came in there, and I was like, "Hey, man!" Like I was just shaking because it's like one of my one of my heroes as a whole. Yeah. And I was like, uh, "Can you sign this?" He's like, "Where do you want me to sign it?" I'm like, uh, right there. Can you make it out to me? And he's like, what's your name? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, uh, he's like, what do you want me to say? I was like, uh, can you say something, uh, a positive? Uh, and he's like, okay, never give up. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, Russ got a Russ met Lou Frigno and I, I sent off a couple a couple of my um pumping iron dvds yeah i had him sign that and then i asked him i asked russ to ask lou frigno i was like could you have him sign over arnold schwarzenegger's face <laughs> <laughs> and then it, like russ asked and i guess lou frigno just laughed at that but he signed it underneath yeah it's funny and i was like damn it it'd been cool uh, i always want to meet like well like going back to your um power ranger stories david jason david uh-huh. frank i want to meet him I I never I seen him at a con once like years ago. Yeah, it was like this is a lot. This is like one of the first it was Wizard World Comic Con in Reno, Nevada. It was like one of the first comic conventions we had in like a long time. So there's like Lou Ferrigno was there, David Jason Frank, what's his name, Scott something, Herschel from Walking Dead was there. Yeah, they had a lot of people there. There was like big celebrities there for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> But he was there, and then my friend, he was, like, sneaking pictures through his booth. Like, he's putting his hand through the curtain and, like, taking pictures. 
<laughs> and then like he was looking through all the pictures he took and um J- jason david frank poked his head out of the curtain he's like did you get a good one <laughs> and his my friend was like ah, like got caught off guard and he was just like uh, and then that was it <laughs> damn you can see that that jason well, he david seems like frank a good guy. kick kick off that phone huh? yeah to break it kick it in half <laughs> yeah what else i got i got this is one of my favorite comic book covers oh shit it's a detective comics number 880 it's done by an artist called jock he's one of my favorite artists mm-hmm. but yeah this is no glare yeah no glare this is one of the best it's like a good joker cover yeah it's such a good comic book cover but i also got uh infinity gauntlet number one Damn. came back in nine six i don't know why it's I don't know why I came back in nine six. It's fucking horseshit, but isn't it like it's signed by? Oh, sorry, but it's signed by Ron Lim, George Perez, Joe Rubenstein, and Jim Starlin. They all worked on this book. Oh fuck, man! Wasn't it like the the higher the grade, the more money that you'll make from it? Yeah, mm. I got. I actually got two of these. One of them's ungraded, but I got two. Infinity Gauntlet signed by all of them. Fuck, man! I got this one. It's the Teen Titans number 12, the first appearance of the Batman Who Laughs. Oh, shit. Yeah. I I remember that came out and I just looked past it. It sucks when you like, you're like, yeah, that's cool. And then you find out it's like the first appearance of some major something. And now the the books are going for fucking like a hundred bucks. And you're like, I'd literally seen that for cover price. I could have bought it. Yeah. And I, I remember seeing like the first, um, Walking Dead book, comic book. Yeah, see shit like that. Yeah, that one and uh what was it? Um the Ronin, the Ninja Turtle Ronin. Yeah, I got I grabbed like I Steven is a good dude where he's just like, Hey man, get this book. Like he'll text me stuff to, like he'll give me the heads up on stuff that may be hot or may not be hot. So he'll be like, Get this book. Yeah. And then the last Ronin was one of them and I'm just like dog done. And so I got I got my number ones and stuff. They're in the books over there. They're in my my short box is over there somewhere, but I got them. Do you have all of them, or you just have the yeah, first one? Yeah, the f- first four right now. That's how much I got. Damn. Like, for me, I'm not really a, Like, I have comic books, but I'm mostly a figure person. Like, I, Oh, shoot. Scratch that, right? I'm sorry to interrupt you, but... No, man. Go right ahead, man. Uh, yeah. Right here. Oh, dang. <laughs> I got the last <laughs> run of number one right here. Are you going to get it graded? Uh, maybe you should. If uh, if I normally do the the signings, like CGC, if people don't know, is uh they do like the the big stuff. Yeah, for signings, and so I if I have I'm on their email list, so they'll say like we're having a signing, and if they do one for what is it um Eastman and Laird, the creators of Ninja Turtles, then I'll I'll throw it in there. Mm. Damn man. Damn, that's crazy. It's right in this box. Yeah, I'm not really a, like I said, going back, uh, I'm not really a comic book person. I mean, I do have comic books, but uh-huh. I'm mostly a figure person that I'll go out and buy figures. Yeah, collecting is a it's a dangerous game. It is, <laughs> man. It, I remember when, uh, when the, uh, what was it? Oh, man, what kind of, what type of those? The, uh, the Justice League, like they started coming out with them again. Um, I remember I was like, this guy was a collector too, and he was in Walmart. 
And so mm-hmm. me and my brothers are collectors. And I just went and <laughs> that guy was gone and because he was looking for something. But this yeah. figure that I wanted was in his cart. So when oh. he was gone, I just grabbed it and just took off. Just jacked that guy. Uh, <laughs> that, that's rough. <laughs> jacked this figure. You got to do what you got to do, I guess. I haven't done that. I'm like, but, yeah, collecting, you just do figures? Yeah, figures. Um, I started collecting these. Uh, the pops? Yeah. I've only I only had owned two pop or three. I only own three pops. That's like I'll show you. Oh, that's tight. I have um. Oh shoot! Damn it! It's just the fucking last runner book chilling right here too. Oh shit! Yeah, put that in the box. Yeah, I, I, sometimes I treat my comics hella shitty. I'll just throw them on the ground. I don't, I don't step on them or nothing, but. These are my only three pops I own. I got this one for Christmas. It's Duncan Idaho from Dune. My cousin gave it to me, so I got to keep it because it's a gift, you know? Yeah. And then my friend gave me this because we always, every year for Christmas, we go and watch Die Hard in the theaters. Mm-hmm. And so he gave me a, a John McClane Die Hard. Oh, shit. Damn. And, and then I found, I was on TikTok and I seen this guy have this pop. I was like, I then I messaged him. I was like, where'd you get that? And he was cool enough to message me back and be like, I got it from this guy off Instagram. And he makes blood and blood out pops. <laughs> and so I got magic. It's like a custom figure. Yeah. I'm not going to say how much I paid for it because it, was, it wasn't a lot, but it was kind of a lot. Yeah. That's just like spider. Ooh, I'm the boogeyman. Get the fuck out of here before I make you my bitch. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. These are my three pops that I own, and this one's so fucking badass. You ever see that one pop with the? Um, I think the Ice Cube. Today was a good day when you're driving around in that little Impala. Uh uh-uh. uh Yeah, that's the one. I'm not a, like man. I'm not a big pop guy. Yeah. Like Steven, he has. He used to have over like two thousand pops or something like that. He used to have a lot of pops. Dang. And he sold them all. He sold all of them. Yeah, to like this collector down in Texas, I think. He's like, he has a store or something, and he asked Stephen how much, and I think Stephen ballparked him a number. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, all right, and sold them all. Damn, man. But he still has a handful. He has like a couple Dragon Ball Zs and Harry Potter. And the Dragon Ball Zs. I forget what else. Yeah, he's got a couple. Like, Dragon Ball Z is like one of the best. 90s show that I remember. I know they went back to the 80s, but was I think the 90s started getting dubbed? Um, yeah, like what am I trying to think? My yeah, that's like Dragon Ball Z is like people our age is like first anime. Yeah, and so they're like it's the best anime ever, but I'm like yeah, it's, it's good, but I'm I kind of wish they ended it. <laughs> <laughs> I think Cause like, I, I don't. Yes. I haven't seen Super. Oh yeah, I'm just like no, I'm like. Come on, like end it. There's always going to be someone stronger. It should have yeah. ended with the Cell Saga. That was like the perfect ending. Oh yeah. Well, then they but still kept it on. It's from whatever. That. Yeah, and they brought then. Boo and stuff, and I'm just like, mm. I know. My- now there's people from other universes that are stronger. I'm just like, it's it's all good. Yeah, when I uh, when I first started to get into anime, my friend was just like, you should you should watch uh, One Piece. And Ooh, so, good luck. Yeah. 
and they're still going on today too. Yeah, One Piece is like over a thousand episodes. Fuck, man. Yeah, I watched the first like five episodes, and I'm like, oh, I can't do this. There's this um, on TikTok again. There's this guy. He was like, "All right, if you want to watch One Piece, here you go." And he gave you like specific things to watch, yeah. so you don't have to go through. You don't have to sift through the thousand episodes. It's like it chunks it down to like a hundred, like a hundred. It's like a lot of episodes, but it's still like you're not watching a thousand episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you got to watch this arc and watch this movie, and then this arc, and then this movie. And this and that and this, you you'll be caught up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I can't. Yeah, I can't watch. That. I gotta look at that thing, look up that guy, and so I can uh, try try and watch them. Try to watch uh, these One Piece um, shows because yeah, you should. I've I've never seen One Piece. I heard it's good, but I don't know. I have so many animes already. I'm I'm trying to watch, and I am watching. And then I'm like, I there's only so many hours in the day. Yeah. Exactly, man. Like, I try to watch anime as well, but sometimes I'm just like, oh, I don't have that much time. I gotta either, either like, because uh, I, I work, uh, like I said, 12, 10 hours a day. So uh, mm-hmm. I go go to work at 2 and then get off at 12 o'clock at night. So, once you watch the work, uh, I do sometimes, but mostly watch. Like uh, old videos, like um, what's recently? Recently, I'm not supposed to watch movies. Oops, but <laughs> <laughs> but I still do. I watch um, what was it? I watched King Kong versus Godzilla. Uh, That's a good recently, one. and I watched the Power Rangers, um, the second one, the one that sucks, but the Turbo, yeah, <laughs> the one with the little the little trolls, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I suggest I'll give you some animes to watch. Watch Demon Slayer. That's mm-hmm. a huge one right now. I heard that one's really good. It's so like everyone. One of the, like the first season was out. I was like telling everyone, I was like, watch Demon Slayer. It's one of the best animes I've seen mm-hmm. this year. That Attack on Titan. The final seasons are like releasing, so it's like it's good shit. Dang, is that like what is Demon Slayer? Is that just like a, a person that just hunts down demons, or uh, that's like... essentially it. Demon Slayer is uh, it's it takes place like um, in old Japan, but not like not feudal, but like old enough to where it's becoming like the twenty first century. They're getting trains and they have electricity and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But the Demon Slayers are like they still operate like samurai, and they that they keep the demons in check pretty much to where like the public doesn't know that there's demons out there. Yeah. And so their job is to make sure that the public don't find out while also exterminating the demon threat. So it's like supernatural kind of thing. Yeah. To where, and it follows this one main character. His name's Tanjiro. And he is, he's just a normal like kid. And he, his family gets, a, gets attacked by demons and they mm-hmm. pretty much get slaughtered other than his sister who becomes a demon. Mm-hmm. And she tries to like attack and kill him, but he is able to subdue her long enough to a, to where a demon slayer shows up, and he's like, "I'm gonna kill your sister," and yeah. he's like, "The fuck you are," <laughs> and she's like, he has her con- under control enough to where she won't attack him. Yeah, and people, people like the demon slayer core, like I've never seen that before. That's not supposed to happen. Yeah, like your sister's your sister's an anomaly because like. 
once people become a demon, they like lose all sense of self and they kill anything that's in front of them. Mm. And so he gets told by the demon slayer he first meets to be like, go meet this guy and he'll tell you what to do. And that's like the guy pretty much in charge of recruiting demon slayers. Yeah. And so he's like, if you survive the training, like you're well on your way to become a demon slayer. And he does that and he meets two other like low level demon slayer guys and they become friends. And it's just them like pretty much monster of the week type deal where they go and they get word that there's like something happening in this forest. So they got to go investigate. And all the while the overarching story is him trying to like figure out a way to cure his sister of not being a demon anymore. Oh, damn. Yeah. And it sounds really interesting, dude. Like it's, it's good. The animation is fucking top notch. Is it like really gory and shit? Yeah. It can get pretty gory at like points. Like the Attack on Titans? Yeah, like that. It's pretty rough like that. But I, I highly recommend it. I tell everyone about it. Hmm. I'm going to put that but on yeah, that's what I, that's, that's the main two I'd recommend for you right now because they're like uh, Attack, on, uh, Attack on Titans in its fourth season. That's its final season. And Demon Slayer just now released the second season. And they're not done all of that. How much, how not many, that long. How many episodes are there in Demon Slayer the first season? Uh, I think there's like 22 or something, maybe. Mm. A regular season. 22. I think the same for Attack on Titan is like 22 or so mm. a season. I know everybody was talking about Attack on Titan, and I tried to watch it too. To, oh, well, after before Attack on Titan, I was watching um, One Punch Man. Oh, One Punch Man is so good. I'm like, yeah. I've been waiting a long time for season three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, but, I, just, uh, I, I could wait for that, but it's one punch man is so good too. Yeah. Like I watched the first season and I'm on the second season now. Yes. And so, this gets better and better. It does. It's so funny just cause he's like, he doesn't show up until like the last second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's always like, he doesn't need to be there, but he's there for no reason. Yeah, just <laughs> chilling. Yeah. Oh man, damn little people. Oh man, do you guys have that out there too? No, we don't have little people down there. Oh man, what do you guys have down there? Uh, mainly just like the same like ghosts. We have used. We had giants, oh, but we got rid of them all. Really? Way back, way back in the day. Yeah, we used to have giants. Like what's and your uh, what's your story of giants? They were just like um, they were cannibals, and they would like take our take our children. There was a story like the like a giant would come down and steal bad kids, you know, like to keep make them make sure they're they're good, yeah. like do it or he'll come and st- take you away because you're bad. And that's true, but he he didn't know they were bad. He'd just come and take them. <laughs> Yeah. And so, yeah, our giant, the Giants were cannibals until, like, uh, Chief Winnemucca and his crew were, like, we're, we're over it. We're done. Like, you guys, we got to take care of this problem. And so they they chased them all into, like, this cave in Lovelock. And we, we told them, like, come out and you won't get hurt. Otherwise, like, we're going to have to do something about this. And they, they, they could speak, like, Paiute and stuff. And they're like, no, we're not coming out. And so we pretty much, like, set fire to the cave and took them all out inside that's but yeah they're they're like a nuisance for a while 
<laughs> that, that sounds very sim, uh, similar on this, on a story that we have on here on the on our reservation. It's called the witch that comes down from the mountain, and the story with that. I mean, there's two. There's like a lot of different versions, but this is the version that I that has been passed down from my school because they told us like, hey, you don't better behave, or else the witch is going to come down and get you and eat you up or something. So I yeah. was always like, okay. So I kind of got scared. So. The, anyway, the story goes, the story goes, um, the witch came down and ate little kids. Uh, did, mm-hmm. did, and that was because they were mean or bad and something. So they, he come, she comes down and snatches them. So one day, uh, one of our runners um, goes and finds a medicine man. And so he tells him what's going on in the village. So he's like, I'll be there tomorrow. So he goes, he runs back and tells the villagers that, um, that we're going to have a big party for this witch that comes down. And so they're going, so some of the warriors go and visit her and tell her that we're going to have a celebration in your honor. So come down. And so she's all happy and everything. So she goes, gets dressed up, goes down from her mountain and parties and has a lot of drinks that the natives give to her to get her drunk. And so she she blacks out, and they wrap her around the stake, and they start burning her, and but she starts getting loose, like the rope starts breaking, and so one of the warriors like shoots her right in the head with the arrow, and after that, yeah, they make a they made something out here. It's called the sleeping giant, and this thing is big, like like I don't know, like a football field lawn mm-hmm. and it's called a sleeping giant because that it's made out of rocks. It's been there for, I don't know how many, how many years, but yeah. it's been there and it ha- it's supposed to be, um, it's supposed to send an image like of what happened that day or mm-hmm. for an example. And yeah, it's like the, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy of like how people, other people would tell it. But that story has always been, has always scared me as a kid. Oh, yeah. That giant story scared me when I was a kid, too. (laughs) (laughs) And I know that, I know that, too, that you had, like, a lot of uh, paranormal experiences at your uh, (laughs) your store. Oh, yeah. I used to, for your audience, I used to work at um, a smoke shop. uh, My tribe owns tobacco shops. Yeah. And so I would, like, weird things would happen. Mm-hmm. And then I started making it a point to be like, if something happened, I'd look for, see if like a, a camera caught it. And then mm-hmm. I'd start filming the cameras to see if they caught what I seen. Man, I don't know if you can hear it, but I'm trying to put some um, scary music to your story. <laughs> Damn, man. But I know there is a lot of. Uh, yeah, who else do you. Um, what? Oh, uh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> But I know there's a lot of paranormal uh, stories that happen, especially at work to my work because uh-huh. we're out in the desert. So there's a lot of stuff that happens out there. But, you know, it doesn't bother me because I just ignore it. And that's what you're supposed to do. I don't like trying to go out and look for it. No, I was, oh, that's the one thing you don't do. Yeah. <laughs> like the like the skinwalkers are out there. Well, do you see a lot of them or do you see it? Get your fair share. Mm, to be honest, like I'm pretty sure I saw one, 
because when I was driving, there's this one road that's called Kyrene Road. Um, mm-hmm. I happened to go down there one time, and it was just blacked out, but it had my spotlights on. But I saw this dog, and it was a coyote. But the the thing that was frightening frightening about this coyote, it looked like a Great Dane. Oh, it was longer than normal. It had longer legs than normal. Yeah, it had yeah. like a a Great Dane body, but a coyote head, and it was mm-hmm. like looking at me, and it was running. And it was running fast. So I was like, fuck, what the hell? So I turned around and, you know, started listening to something that was, <laughs> that was happening instead of something that was rock and roll and something. I didn't try, mm-hmm. try to get out of that mindset of being scared. Out oh, there. yeah. Because I listen to a lot of, like, horror podcasts when I'm out there. Dog, I do that, too. Like, um, I will, uh, the house I'm in, I was renovating. Mm-hmm. And, like... I listen to a lot of like scary story podcasts, stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then one time I was, uh, I was in the kitchen, like cleaning, cleaning something. I was sitting on a paint bucket and I was cleaning off this, uh, the stove grate for my stove. And, uh, it was listening to a story about like doppelgangers. Oh yeah. And shit like that. And then like, I happened to look up and my friend sky came into my, like he, I guess he was knocking for a while and he, um, I didn't answer because I, I had my headphones in, obviously, and I was focused in on just listening to this podcast and getting my work done. And then he's like, yeah, I thought you were in the back, and I heard something in the back, and I was like, nope. And then I heard something in the kitchen, and that's where you were. But the thing that got me was, like, I was I was zoned in listening to this podcast about doppelgangers, and I happened to look up, and Sky was, like, looking, like, around the corner, yeah. <laughs> like, at me, and, like, I've never been so scared in my entire life. <laughs> Like I've, I've heard the term petrified with fear. Yeah. And like, that was me. Like I like for a, a, like a good five seconds, I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, I damn near had a fucking heart attack. It scared the fuck out of me. I remember like that one time when we're all in the movie theater at IA and uh, yeah. you're, the, <laughs> you're the one that yelled out. Oh shit. That, like, yeah. It was that. It was like, I've never, like that was, like I've never been so scared in my whole entire life. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, believe, uh, I believe that. I believe in like double gangers and glitches and stuff like that. Yeah, it was like I was just I don't know. It just hit me at the right time where I was just so like focused. So in tune, yeah, so yeah. focused into the story that like I didn't think no one would come into my house, you know? Mm. Like my door was unlocked and everything like that. And I didn't think like it's only supposed to be me in here. Yeah. <laughs> And then happened to look up and see somebody like he was literally like looking around the corner with like his head tilted. Shit. And that's what scared the fuck out of me. And I'm just now I like he like he he brings it up all the time because he's like he's never seen me that scared either. Mm-hmm. And then like now I have like my door is locked like all the time. As soon as I get home, my door's locked. <laughs> so no one can fucking like <laughs> Come in. sneak in. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I like like right now I'm sitting here talking to you with my headphones in and I wouldn't know if someone fucking walked into my house. Well, I just didn't want to uh, scare you, but there's somebody right behind you. I'll Don't scare. say that. <laughs> there's a bookshelf behind me. Said <laughs> <laughs> so that's you. Your your background's all blurry. Oh, I know. You can see those hands come out like that. Yeah, those hands come here and start brushing your hair. <laughs> <laughs> just puts it in a ponytail. <laughs> yeah. Puts it. Start styling it for you. Yeah. <laughs> you see those hands just like that, just pushing it up. Yeah feathering it 
<laughs> Something like that. And then sets it off, just puts that feather in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I don't. I love scary stories and everything, but I don't. I always do that to myself because you're like, it won't happen to me. And then something scary happens. You're like, what the fuck? Mm. Why did I think that? <laughs> Especially at IA, man. Like, I remember just being in the room, talk, everybody was like talking about their stories and stuff like that. Man. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, oh, man, I couldn't sleep that night. And the thing, too, um, one of my, uh, I think it was Levi, I guess we were talking about stories, and he just fell asleep in my bed. And so mm-hmm. I was, like, sitting up in that chair. I was like, fuck, man. So I just slept on the ground. <laughs> I would have been like, get out. You got your own room, fool. All you hear is that zzzt. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, yeah, I loved the. Uh, IA was such a good time. Yeah. Like, it's still, it's probably one of the best times of my life. Like, cause I got to meet so many different people and gets, like, have so many different friendships. Yeah. That, like, a, they're still with me to this day. Yeah. That's what I was telling Russ. Like, uh, when he was, when I invited him on the podcast, um, I told him, like, man, like, we, st- we all have that brotherly love. Like, we all, um, like bonded we all bonded together and just like yeah we all got into some shit together and we all drank together parted around and just like had that native humor and just react on each other and just it wasn't it was nothing bad but it was just something that we well, natives do they just rag on each other and mm-hmm. all of us had a sense of humor we all had different sense of humor but we all got along yeah and it's like i love the the invention of zoom and stuff now because it's like like the friendship is still there between all of us. Mm-hmm. Like uh, when me and Russ started talking again, I was like I brought it up on our podcast and he was on. I was like, we we me and Russ haven't spoke when before. Like we we didn't speak for like six years or four years or something like that. It was like a, it was a time. Yeah. And then when we started talking again, it was like we stopped talking on Tuesday and started talking back on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Like everything was just still there, and we were still firing off jokes and shit like that, making each other laugh. And it was just like <laughs> the camaraderie was still there, even after all that time we haven't spoken. Same with you. Like we hadn't talking like what? Shit. However many years? Um. Well, we still talk, but it's just like not face to face like this. Yeah, like not like this, but it's yeah. still like we that the friendship is still there, and it's not yeah. like it's not like I'm we're we're still friends. Yeah, it's like. Because going deep, man, is just like it's it's like an, it's not going to end, I believe. And yeah. I was telling Russ, like you know, like I said, we all have this bond because we we were there for each other at that school. We always woke each other up and uh, made made sure that that person was going to class. Or, it was it was an important time in all of our lives because we we're like we were all alone. Yeah, like, we're all, yeah, we're all. You get you get there all of, we, you get there by yourself, and then you meet these people that are like, "Holy fuck, this guy's just like me." Yeah, and then it's like that connection is formed, and then that bond is made, and then we're still, even after all these years, still like really good friends. Mm, yeah, just like we like me, Russ, um, Levi, Josh, and Dukon called the goons. And yeah, because we're always we're always together. Like after. When Russ got his Xbox, I was talking to Levi first because he had an Xbox. And then Josh has an Xbox. So all of us started to talk on our Xboxes and just, like, start being friends. And, like, uh, like I was like what you said. Like, it's time never left. But 
it's just it's just um it, our friendship i think is so powerful that no matter where we are we're always going to be friends no matter what you know what i mean yeah i remember that because like that's when i think me and you started talking again it was because i seen i think russ or something like the the party on xbox and i just like yeah. joined in and then the next thing you know it's fucking josh boyd who i haven't talked to in years <laughs> yeah. same with duke on and you and i'm like holy fuck man like yeah. i haven't talked to these guys since i was probably like fucking 21 yeah <laughs> and shit like that but like uh social media can only get you so far mm-hmm. where you're just like oh, oh that's cool double tap that like yeah but like with xbox and zoom and everything we could get see each other face to face and talk like this and yeah still like still be like the bond is still there yeah like seeing you on facebook and like sometimes i look to your pictures not to be creepy but i just look to your pictures and how you're doing and everything mm-hmm. oh, okay <laughs> watch uh, how you uh, send your nudes oh yeah i do that i still do that to this day it's a bad dude that's when you got it you gotta flaunt it you know yeah but yeah, I don't know. I just like, I like keeping in contact with people just because like, sorry, just like we had such a, like a, a really strong bond in school. I like to keep, make sure everyone's still doing all right. Like in the, inside the friend group to keep that, keep that bond still strong. Yeah. Which is, so I'll still thing, like, well, I'll still reach out to everyone, but Hey man, how you been? It's been a while. How you been? I yeah. like to check up and just see how people are doing. Yeah, man. That, yeah, that's never gonna stop, man. You know, all, as long as we have each other, and you know, tell how everybody how, how everybody is doing, and like right now, you know, we have a podcast, and like you have a podcast, and it's just like it's better to support each other. Yeah, during this time, especially during the pandemic. Yeah, that's like the pandemic was like the big thing for. It helped the podcast a lot, I guess, because yeah, people needed something to listen to, and then me and me and Steven, we didn't like, we didn't stop working. Like mm-hmm. we had like, everyone else was like work from home and this and that. I mean, him had jobs to where we had to go to work. So we were just, we wrote out the, we wrote out the pandemic together. Yeah. Same here. I, everybody's like at home, but I'm always at work. So I'm always yeah, see, I was like, must out. be nice. I gotta go to yeah. fucking work. Cause my, um, my friends have the day off. I have some friends, and oh. I'm just the only one that's at work, just driving around, listening to podcasts. Fuck, man. Yeah. But, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, thank you for being on my podcast, bro. Well, thank you for having me, man. It's like, let me know when, and the me and Steven will gladly be on your podcast, and we'll we'll set up a time to where you could be on ours. Can't wait. Can't wait to be on you guys' podcast, especially talking about, talking with, or talking about Steven, because... I got so many questions I would like to ask him about his comic books. Oh man, he'll gladly. He'll how, how much time you got, man? He'll talk talk for days about his stuff. I have to, <laughs> I have to ask for a day off so we can talk like all night, right? <laughs> but yeah, normally around like I don't know. Probably, we could probably do it through Zoom again mm-hmm. to fit your schedule because you don't have Sundays off, right? Uh yeah, I don't have Sundays off, but I can get it off if you guys want. Oh yeah, see. So whenever we can or whenever you can, just let us know. Okay. Sounds good, man. But again, man, thank you for um for being on my podcast and just talking and just opening up to me, man. And I know there's a lot of days 
that we sometimes forget that we're we're friends, but like we said, like our bond is together and our bond is stronger and that, yeah, like and it's going to become more in the future. It's still there, yeah, yeah. But man, but everybody, this is James McLeod. Hit him up. What you'd like to plug anything on the show? Or what? Um, you could check out our podcast at over on Instagram. It's the underscore ripe underscore potatoes. And you can listen to us on all the listening platforms, Apple, Spotify. I think we have SoundCloud too. Mm. And uh, my personal is xchief underscore beefx. And that's where I post most of my art stuff. I'm getting back into it. I We didn't talk about it, but I, I bought an iPad recently. So now I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting into the digital age. Mm. Normally I was um, pen and paper type guy. And now I'm trying to um, expand my my uh artistic knowledge yeah, by learning how to do digital now that's where it's at man i've seen that yeah you can go pretty far with digital and i'm like i'm still a little apprehensive because i like i'm like a caveman yeah. <laughs> like i'm like i don't understand how technology works and how do you do this and how do you do that but it's Tech- just technology I keep work- yeah like fire good yeah <laughs> and so i'm still i'm i'm still learning and it's fun to learn something new mm-hmm. and so that's what that's what I'm trying to been doing this these past couple of days. But this is the podcast. I love you, man. You've always been a love good you friend. Thank you. Oh, guys. I will see you guys next week. Much love, support, support your friends. Like my homie right here, James McLeod. Much love, everybody. Later. Later.